I like the idea of the soil and what the biology that's going on in the soil. The whole the whole universe that's down there. There's a whole universe of of insects and microorganisms and all that stuff that lives down there that are all basically part of a a, a pyramid that humans are on above, you know, and that we're all so all those things that are down in the soil will affect us all in the end, you know what I mean? So that's what that what affects all of the pests, you know, when pesticide, you know, throws everything out of balance. You know, the earth the earth was created with a balance for everything, you know what I mean? And and yeah, there's maybe good things and good things go bad and things that happen in nature and stuff that that put the earth to have to put it back into balance again. But, you know, when you start to use a lot of chemicals and, and disrupt those, those pesticides and, and hurt the bees that are so important for propagation. And so you, how are you going to basically, how are you going to, how are you going to, what, how are you going to change that? You know, would, people should be jumping up and down to change it, you know. Our potential It's exponential Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another podcast of Abundant Souls. Today, I have a soil scientist, uh, an amazing, uh, profound wealth of knowledge, David Dispro. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, exciting. I wish we had the camera on the last 30 minutes while we're getting set up. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about what you do and uh, your company. Well, you know, it's it's uh, about 20 years ago, uh, I had changed a little bit in my life. I've always been involved with agronomical things and growing and, and maintaining things in the, in, the, in, the, in the lawn and landscape and golf world. And I said, you know, I wanted to start looking at a way to bring, uh, you know, things that were going to be powerful to the soil, amending it by making it a better, better medium to grow, and whether it's on a golf course or whether it's on a home lawn or wherever it is, you know. And so that was always, to me, was always where you know, we could get the, where do we get those, where do we get that, that we can put back into the soil to make the soil grow on its own naturally instead of like, you know, pouring uh, chemicals and fertilizers when, on it. When did you start thinking about these things, man? Well, I, I probably was involved with this uh, probably around 2000 and 2001, 2002. Uh, that's where I was really got kind of into this, you know, uh, where the organics, yeah. I could see that the organics was really important. Uh, and, uh, you know, we took, um, we were looking at different types of ways and different organics that's out there. And, uh, you know, we, we saw that there was, you know, some interesting, uh, highly decomposed uh, carbon products that are out in nature, you know, um, that are kind of difficult to harvest, you know, but they're really wonderful because if you can add them to the soil, but they're not, they're not readily available and they're not, you know, cause nature doesn't always create those things, you know, mm. but, but kind of in a way, the soils in Bell Glade here are kind of representative of that. You know, you have a million years of the Everglades here where created uh, from the de decomposition of the reeds and stuff that was in the Everglades out there, the rich black soil that's out in the, out in the Pahokee and the uh, Bell Glades area, which is probably, I would say, some some of the richest soil on the planet, and that's black gold. Yeah, and black is a black gold. Uh, when you say that, is that the the darker the soil, the richer the carbon content. The richer the carbon content, the better the biology is that the soil can can create. You know, that's and, it. Yeah, the darker the soil, the richer and the yeah. more carbon content in there. 
Right. Yeah. So tell people about that. Walk people through that because they're like, oh, you get carbon out from nature and apply it as inputs to the land back in the land. You're saying, what is that carbon? Like what you said. Well, carbon in the soil, carbon in nature. Well, think think about think about like way. Okay, plants. When I when I discovered in Florida that there was like literally millions of tons in South from I four South, there's probably four or five million tons of green waste, which is your yard waste that everybody collects every day, you know, and puts it out by the road, and then the, the city comes and picks it up and takes it and throws it in the landfill. And I said, well, that million of tons of stuff is just a huge resource. And I said, if I can figure out a way to to aggregate that, I can then start to put it to use because unless you can aggregate a lot of it, you can't really do anything with it. It's just too minimal. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 I always uh, I always looked on a, a on a pretty much of a, a a larger scale that I said, well, if we're going to create a, a replacement fertilizer system versus an NPK fertilizer system, we'd have to look at why. You know how we could do that through the through the use of uh, of natural the nature's carbon and micronutrients that's involved in these plants. And was it successful? Did you like how did how did it come to be? Well, we we there was a lot of a uh, lot of time we spent on looking at because investment people and and money doesn't come into a project unless you can have all the dots you know yes. and it, you know and people how do i get capital my money investment back? yeah like they you know and so whenever anything is experimental or exploratory it's uh, you know in in some of the higher sciences they get the funding much easier where in our our market they they think that the yield is or the return wouldn't be as great enough so it's difficult to do that so trying to get that you know trying to get that but, initial money we had to show yeah. that we could aggregate the feedstock which is the feedstock is the supply of the green waste to our operation and yeah. aggregate that and yeah. it's genius by the way guys that's it man people are thinking about that today so i got to ask you like cuz you've been doing it yeah. you're sell- you're selling soil you're doing all yeah. these amazing things working with all these companies like people don't yeah. even know yeah. and you can maybe talk a little bit about that but yeah. After doing this for several decades, like, is it profitable using it as a resource? It's extreme. But I think that overall, it's it's it will be not profit is a way that you look at two things. It's like, is it just profit of money, money monetarily or is it profit like that we benefit from it in a lot of ways, you know? Yeah. And so, so there's other ways we could profit from it, like the next yeah. generation being having yeah. clean water. Is that well, what you're saying? Well, I think that we had to look at, I think when I looked at to, uh, I, I, Franklin Roosevelt said, you know, after the Dust Bowl of, of the 1930s and 40s, he said that uh, a country that destroys its soil destroys itself. Mm-hmm. And that's a quote from Franklin Delano Roosevelt. So uh, we have to, and I thought to myself, I said, well, that's pretty interesting. And, and you know, there is even, there's even different passages in the Bible and everything else about how important our soil is, you know? And I said, mm-hmm. well, if we're going to continue for generations and generations to be able to uh, grow our own food and, 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 and do that, we have to figure out, you know, how we stop losing it. We're, start, we're, we're losing soil on a massive rate. You and know? just like get ahead of these problems like you're talking about. Well, you have to figure out like what you want to do is put back in the soil what, what you're losing for the, through the process of farming. It just should be a natural cycle that just yeah. goes around and around. And why so do that- we lo- Why do we lose that, David? Like, cause you work with all these growers. Isn't that obvious? Like. I, I think that the you go you go back to the chemical companies when when petroleum was discovered in the early 1900s, things changed in 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 in, the, in this world changed dramatically. It created 
you know, the only good thing, I think one of the good things was is we stopped killing whales for oil back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, well, we're using now we're using petroleum fertilizers, yeah, change well, agriculture. Well, that was a big that was a big breakthrough before. You know, we had a lot of difficulty in in. Uh, uh, um, nitrogen came pretty much from uh, Chile and and uh, and in, in Peru where they had the uh, Chilean nitrate or calcium nitrate or saltpeter that they would get, which would be used as a nitrogen. So that was the big industry that they would get to sell to farmers. And then when we discovered the way to crack and produce ammonium nitrate, you know, it changed everything, and they it just ramped it up. And they were doing that with the low cost of fossil fuels. They were able able to create the uh, the ammonium nitrate and so which is just by the way for like it's like bioavailable it for the plant so it, it's like instant well that's steroids right steroids for that well well yeah because i mean if plants in nature everybody looks around you you have plants everywhere you know that are growing that aren't in your yard that aren't in a garden that are growing naturally i mean redwood trees are massive and huge and have never been fed an ounce of nitrogen you know and so that you want you know that you always have to ask yourself well how does this happen in nature that all these plants are able to grow uh, to these to these to this huge extent and and not have people pouring nitrogen on them and so so i think that you know, everything propagates itself, you know, and so when people got the, you know, we get addicted to certain things and when we found out that we could get it to grow faster. But the biggest problem with with uh, uh, ammonium nitrates and synthetic fertilizers is that they they tap down the natural biology in the soil so that they basically create um, more of a dependency upon the synthetic fertilizers, you know, uh, instead of the, the plant having to go and and the, get it from the soil. You know what I mean? Because it's just it's being a weak, like weaker yeah. soil biome. Yeah. Like, interesting. Yeah. So they get so they get that, and then they become dependent on it because now they don't have to put out roots. They don't have to. They don't have to put those roots out, those deep roots, and that that hampers them because then when they go into a drought, they didn't put the roots out that they needed to get the water or hold more water. You know, so those they become more, they become less drought tolerant and everything else. So. So I think that that's the, um, you know, it's it's always a, what I call a domino effect. You know what I mean? It's just like this caused this to happen, it caused this to happen. This caused... So just on the same side of that, if we have a positive domino, you know what I mean? That we do this, we sequester carbon, we put nutrients back into the soil, we get this, and we end up with clean water. We do it the other way, we end up with dirty water, we end up with dirty environment. You know, this way we end up with clean environment, clean water, and everything else. So it's, it's just which way you're going to do it, you know? And, and I think it can... I think we're at a tipping point now in that uh, people are re- realizing it. There's so many people that are in the garden, putting gardens in their own homes, as you know, as you do, and that people are relatively unknowledgeable about the importance of soil and the ho- yeah. and, and, and soil and sequestration, you know, about yeah. this, about carbon sequesters more, more CO in, out of our atmosphere than probably any other way. Man, preach. Yeah, that's what we're here to do do today david that's why you're here i really appreciate it (laughs) guys amazing would you say you're a pioneer in like the soil like like doing that using yard waste as a resource in like our area well i think i i think it's been a i think it's been coming along you know i mean maybe in in some ways we've been farther ahead on on doing it but now other people are following our lead and coming along and so there's, I, and I would hope that we would do this in a, in a massive scale because currently we use about 40, 40 million tons of synthetic fertilizer a year in the United States. 
And uh, we need to incorporate that, even if we can't eliminate it. We need to incorporate it carbon into that, into that fertilization system, so that we can at least, you know, in the process of fertilization, that we could do is start to in- incorporate the carbon, and which goes back into the earth and helps the soil can rebuild. That's it. That's what. So tell people about that, because that's basically, I guess, what I'm trying to get at is, like, tell people about what you doing your products because you're yeah. talking about using our waste our yard waste yeah. as like a resource right and being able to like hey not only sell like bagged compost from like far away from who knows where but it's actually like nutrient rich yeah. um, material how do you do that first of all how do you do that because that's so imp- like amazing you have all these processes i'm sure well the thing is that the the thing that you had to realize is that the the plants you know were not being utilized and that uh, which is kind of like artificially created a bad thing in a way because they took a lot of things that because they put it into the central uh, waste authority of the municipalities so they created a a, a, a what they call a, a disposal fee or what they call a tipping fee business out of that so there's a lot of people that are collecting green waste without the without the interest of doing anything with it they're just doing it to get the tipping fee, taking the tipping fee that the government, like everybody in Palm Beach pays a certain amount in their disposal bill for their for their yard waste pickup on their street, you know? And those things, that, that basically trickles down uh, to these people that are the uh, third-party people that the county has to get rid of it through and without any, you know— realization that they're giving it to a person that's not going to do anything with it. What they do is they go basically just take it and just get rid of it somewhere. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? No, and, I was going to ask, is that the case? Cause like, how do they, cause first of all, I work with one of our members, he who has garden beds, he's all about it. Yeah. He works there and he says they burn most of it and they use it. Or like, do you know anything about well, that? Well, okay. So when, when I went to, um, uh, back a few years ago, I, I met with the head of solid waste authority of Palm beach. And he said that, uh, you know, that we couldn't have their yard waste, that the sec- that the county owned it, Interesting. that they owned it legally, that they owned it, which is not, mm. not possible because. But anyway, so they but were. Do they burn it? Like, what do they do? So, so they, they just- built they built an eight hundred million dollar essentially a, an incinerator that they burn all garbage. Yeah. I don't know whether you know that, but they're just not recycling anymore. They're just burning everything. Gosh. They're just burning anything. They're not recycling. And you're saying, yeah. and I mean, they come. So, so where do you? So you get it from like, like sugarcane fields. Like, where do you get all well, your? Plant most of the yard waste comes through from solid solid waste authority and, oh, and stuff okay. because we can because we're showing and demonstrating to them that we can do good things with it. Awesome. So, right. so we can as we can <laughs> process more of it that more of it seems to come our way. Okay. You know, because so, I'm just curious. Yeah, because it's like. Like, how do they separate the paint from the the palms, palm tree? You know, oh no, they have they have a the, the trucks that pick up the yard waste pick up yard waste. They're not you're not supposed to put anything yes. else in there. You say they might some some people might put a piece of furniture, but they put that aside and they pick this up with this. And the truck garbage trucks will pick up the garbage trucks pick Got up most you. everything else. But the green waste, green waste is pretty well pretty isolated now. You know that they have it. It has to be 100 percent vegetation. You know, so they bring that into their site and then they have. To to move it out so they give it to another party 
under under contractual relationships, and then they end up bringing it out to us, you know. So we process about 700,000 yards a year, uh, and it wow. will probably be over a million next year. Amazing. And, in, and in Palm Beach County? Well, we, we get we get material from Broward Day to Broward and Palm Beach County. Amazing. And Martin County, some from Martin County. So how, do you, how big is the site? Um, well, we have about 40 acres of just the composting area, and then we have other areas that we— the, the, we're, we're on an old site that used to be an old sugar plant, and so the, the footing is there for an, an, an industrial operation out there, an agri, I would call an agribusiness. And that's what we're classified as an agribusiness, agricultural business. Amazing. And so that's uh, because, you know, the production of things of soil and such is an agribusiness, and that's what we do. Uh, the idea is that we can produce more as we develop more and we can get, you know, develop new, more technology to do more things with it that will have, you know, we can, you know, as we as we're creative and we're more successful and more and more successful, um, you know, we'll be able to continue to expand our operations. And so what we're, what we're looking at now is to being able to monetize the carbon value that's in our product because Everything, everything that comes from a living plant is basically carbon neutral. It was, it was print. It was meant to come into our system and decompose and go back and release to the atmosphere. So that was always part of, you know, all your green waste is carbon neutral. That's why if you burn it in a fire, even though it's releasing the CO two to the atmosphere, it's still it's carbon neutral. It's not it's not a hydrocarbon which was sequestered under the earth. Gotcha. So when you but you're still adding the CO two. So but when you can convert that to carbon and compost and carbon and mix that into a soil matrix together, the carbon that's and the and the um, um, compost and soil, and then you put that back into the soil that feeds you know the agricultural. Uh, on agricultural lands, on homes, you know, if we were putting that in our home and if we were putting it into our, our yards and our landscapes and our golf courses, and, and this is where I see that everything, if we were doing this all the way around, we would be reducing many, many things. We wouldn't need the high uses of fertilizer, which is going off, running in nitrates and in, into our coral reefs, which are destroying our coral reefs. So Dr. Right. Brian LaPointe is a f- good friend of mine. He's the head, head researcher at Harbor Branch Research. And Dr. LaPointe said that he's been doing over 40 years of research and that one of the biggest destructive things to our coral reefs off Florida is nitrogen. Wow. And nitrogen comes from two ways. You know, it can come off a fertilizer runoff, but it comes from septic tanks is one of the biggest ways. Yeah. Well, your urine, urine is a nitrate. So urine uh, comes from septic tanks and septic tanks typically don't operate are not functioning properly so they're just discharging like you know waste and it, and because there's florida we're so porous the water system you know this just goes through the aquifer and goes out you know and and so the nitrates are there they're in our drinking water they're in our uh they go out into our coral reefs and the coral reefs have been been uh been receding or di- uh, dying you know or, or diminishing and that's what he's he's about ready to retire himself and and, and to publish a big report on this Wow. But I think that uh, you know we we could do so much if we if we if, you know it starts at the beginning you know you have to if you before you put a lawn down you just don't throw the sand, you don't just don't throw the grass on top of a a, a just garbage soil right. how is that grass going to hold its water how is it going to it's going to use more you're going to burn more water through irrigation you're going to burn more fertilizer more chemicals to keep it alive 
But if you all you did was let a good bed of, of good organic matter down before you put the soil down, well, my God, you'd have a lawn that uses less fertilizer, less chemicals, less water, everything else, right. and the and the and the, and, the, and your your whole area it would be much greener, much healthier, you know. So, yeah. I'm, I asked earlier. I was trying to like I was asking if you're a pioneer, man, because like yeah. why don't people like it's so important like yeah. and why don't people understand this stuff like grown adults we were talking about this earlier yeah like don't even understand the breakdown process of like soil and all this stuff like what why is it really important maybe that's why i'm trying to say like because to you it's like obvious like hey like it's let's use this yard waste and yeah. not let it you know well because because it's an it's an it's a natural resource that you know we got an abundance of that we don't have to tear apart the earth to go get it you know what I mean? We don't have to dig it out of the ground. Like we mining don't, companies. Yeah, we don't, yeah, we don't have to. It's here, you know, we're growing it in trees. We can recycle all these things, whether it's whether it's the peanut husk, whether it's the almond husks, you know, all the byproducts that come from agriculture, whether it's the gas, whether it's, you know, the sugarcane residues, all this stuff can be recycled and re-put into, uh, and that's how the name, our company name, Universal Biocarbon, came about. Because in my name, I said, well, universal means like we can do so many things with it, mm-hmm. right? You know, and biocarbon is what we're dealing with, you know, is a biocarbon. So, so I said, well, that that's why I said it's not just it's, it's, it's so important in soil that we can do this so that we have uh, for future generations, we have an, a, the ability to to do that. But more importantly, we're also sequestering carbon. We're, re- we're reducing CO from the atmosphere because when you take living carbon – from the plants, and you put it back into the earth. You you bury it back as a soil matrix. Now that's carbon negative because you didn't burn it. It didn't lay in nature. Didn't you know? Didn't re, re go to the atmosphere again. Because now you put it back into the earth, so you resequestered it. And so they know that carbon will stay in soil for millennia. You know, so that's why. By doing that, we're putting the carbon, we're building the soil back up. We're not just depleting the soil. We're building the soil. So we need to figure out ways to recycle as much of this this uh, green waste residues as we can back into those things so that we can create you know, more sustainable landscaping, more sustainable golf courses, because golf courses, you know, are not fully sustainable now because they basically pour massive amounts of chemicals and fertilizers on golf courses to keep them green, you know. Could they, with all the work you do, could they be sustainable, do you think? Well, yeah, I, I've been trying to get an appointment with, uh, they're building a couple of big golf courses in, in, in Martin County with Tiger Woods and, and um, yeah. I think uh, um, somebody else, uh, Michael out. Jordan or somebody else are building, they're building two or three big Shout golf out. courses. And I said, I said that they needed to like, uh, trying to get a meeting with them to, so that they could basically amend the golf courses before um, they finish them with the, because that's such, that sand in, in Martin County up there is horrible soil. Horrible. Yeah. It's just all sandy. It's you know? like Jonathan. Yeah, Jonathan Dickinson. Park. Yeah, it's just yeah. yeah, it's just sand, and and so. So you're trying to get an appointment with them. Yeah, so that they could before they finish the golf, before they lay all the sod down and all the grass down, you know, it's going to be hard to put it in there. You know? I agree. You yeah. should because they're going to put a lot of fertilizers on that. Yeah. Like, like I think I think what you're talking about, man, and tell me if I'm wrong. It's like better practices. Like, you know what I mean? Agricultural practices, yeah. landscaping practices, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's what it is. Absolutely. You know, Design. we need to have, we need to develop those procedural things within its, within the agricultural market, mm. within the, within the landscape market here. The landscapers are the guys that do all the work, 
Yeah. They just, all they have to do is say to the customer, say, listen, you know, this is another thing that you can do for another hundred dollars or another $300 in your law. And I'm, I'm installing this, this landscaping. It would make, it makes sense for another $300 that we, we put in additional compost and biofertilizers in there so that your, your, your landscape. Now, what owner that's spending maybe 10, 12, 13, 50,000, 60,000, hundred thousand dollars on a landscape for their home, isn't going to say, yeah, for course I'll spend another, I'll spend even another grand or two grand for this, this sustainability yeah. wouldn't you wouldn't yeah. you yeah and the result is better oh my god the, the thing is going to be the flowers are going to be always blooming the grass is going to be greener uh-huh. you know and you're going to be using less irrigation david yeah. how just let me how, how much do you like plants like you do you like plants the most out of anybody you know i don't i don't think i don't know if i like the plants as much i think i like the i like the i like the idea of the soil and what the biology that's going on in the soil the whole the whole universe that's down there there's a whole universe of of insects and microorganisms and all that stuff that lives down there that are all basically part of a a, a pyramid that humans are on above you know and that we're all so all those things that are down in the soil will affect us all in the end you know what i mean so that's what that what affects all of the pests you know when pesticide you know throws everything out of balance you know the earth the earth was created with a balance for everything you know what i mean and and yeah there's maybe good things and good things go bad and things that happen in nature and stuff that that put the earth to have to put it back into balance again but you know when you start to use a lot of chemicals and and disrupt those those pesticides and and hurt the bees that are so important for propagation and so you how are you going to basically how are you going to how are you going to what well, how are you going to change that? You know, would people should be jumping up and down to change it, you know? Mm. But I just don't think that there's any way to get this education. That's why I'm sitting down with you here to, so we could, you know, maybe we can and get that it out And that sound bite was know? it right there, man. That's it, man. Yeah. All that soil, that whole soil microbiology, yeah. that whole network, that matrix you're calling it. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a, there's a nitrogen-fixing bacteria that that fi- fastens a node onto the m- beneficial fungi that fastens itself to the root of the plant that transfers the nitrogen from our air and water to the plants naturally. You know what I mean? No synthetic fertilizers, but those little b- those nitrogen-fixing bacteria know. that form a relationship with the mycorrhizae that forms the relationship with the with the plant, which also carbon is also in- instrumental in that because the, because the bacteria lives in the carbon. You know what I mean? It's like their it's like their whole housing wow, network. It's you know? like their apartment. Yeah, complex, it's like their yeah. condos. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Wow, we are nerding out on soil, guys. <laughs> Let's go. That's yeah. amazing though. They take nitrogen. People don't know there's nitrogen in the air. Oh, yeah. It's going right into that's like from those organisms in the soil. They're making that happen. For well, that's plant. right. And everybody knows that grass seems to get much greener in the summer, right? I mean, it's not just the rain. You know, we have a lot of we have a lot of electric thunderstorms. You know, and those thunderstorms actually that that electricity passing through that extracts the nitrogen from the air, and it gets it mixed into the rainwater. That's why when the rain comes down in the summer, things grass grows so prolifically because those rainstorms that are carrying the electricity is actually creating fertilize you know a high nitrogen fertilizer from the air and water. And when there's less uh, less of those thunderstorms, you'll decide that you don't get that that super greening and that growth that you get in the summer. Yeah, people don't know that lightning fixes nitrogen in the soil. Yeah. It's like so beautiful this creation. Well, that's that's <laughs> kind of like how they produce an ammonium nitrate is is a similar process to that. But Interesting. they, but uh, 
but no, it's a, it's it's interesting, and 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 so I think that people will, people are starting to get it, and and I think people are big people and big companies. Uh, uh, my son got back from New York this week for the uh, uh, we had the um, big things going up and up in New York the last past week, and and he came back with meeting with some people, and they're they're you know big companies have huge carbon footprints. They like you know. You know, all your big companies, whether it's Walmart, mm-hmm. Microsoft, Amazon, all these, you know, think about Amazon. I mean, their carbon footprint is like all the trucks that are running around and all that stuff. It's massive. It's massive. Warehouses. So and, yeah. so they're like seeing like, okay, this company, this little company, Carbon, you know, Universal Biocarbon is carbon negative. So if we can take their carbon, they're not using those carbons and they're not using those credits anyway. So if we can... If we can help them and their business, you know, build their business up, then they're going to get, the, you know, and help by them getting the carbon credits from us. They help finance, help us encourage our business. This can be the biggest game changer for us. You know what I mean? Carbon credits. Yeah, because if they can help with doing that, they, that will help diverse our costs down and help us to get the capital that we need to do that and develop the new, the, the more, the technology, you know. So, so, cause the technology is very expensive. The technology, you know, each piece of each apparatus is usually about $20 million. So to process the, yeah, to process the greenways, you know, wow. so it's very, very expensive. The whole so technological people, process. Yeah. David, I wish we could talk all day, man, but yeah. real quick, man, tell people about carbon pure. Like, what is it? And how is it better? Well, carbon pure is just basically you take in the green waste and and through a process that I won't get into is that uh, it will break it down to just basically the carbon and the micronutrients that's in plants. So whereas you have compost, compost still contains a lot of the lignans and the woody mass material that's in there and plant um, organic matter that's still there. When carbon pure basically takes the compost, so, so to give you a good idea how this would relate to each other, it would take like uh, 10 tons of, of compost to make one ton of carbon pure. Because basically when you get rid of all those other things, all you're left with is the micro macronutrients, the potassium, magnesium, calcium, boron, and that. So carbon pure, it it becomes 10, like organic matter becomes 10% of what it once was. And that's exactly what you're doing. Right. And so those things, when you have that in your compost, this is why that, this is why I talked to you about blending the carbon pure with yours. So you're giving those available nutrients to the plants, but at the same time you have the compost which is creating good soil matrix mm. for you so by blending those two in there you're sequestering the carbon but you're also because 30 percent of carbon pure is pure carbon the the other the other 70 percent is all those micronutrients it's iron boron magnesium all the wow. silicon all those things that that plants need and you know like boron and silicon those are those are critical to the plants development and critical to the plants for you know protecting the plant against insects and and disease and stuff like that. So when when you're using a fertilizer that only has three elements in it, like NPK, it doesn't deliver the plant all those other micronutrients that it needs to build itself strong. Just like, you know, I always tell people, I say, like, you take a one-a-day vitamin. Well, you know, plants, if you're just giving the plant three things, you know, of what you take as a one-a-day vitamin, what about all the other things that you take, the zinc and the, all the other things? So 
so how do you expect the plants to be really healthy, especially when you're growing them in soil that's completely devoid of those micronutrients? Right. So you have to find a way. So that's where Carbon Pure comes in. Carbon Pure brings in that whole package of all the... It, it's not that the plant's going to use all of them because the plants are very selective of what they use and what they need to grow, right? They all you know? different things. And, and so they basically... that This plant might have a little different array of micronutrients mm. than this one does. And uh, because we make this stuff from so many different varieties of, of, of plants that the micronutrients become very blended, you know, and become, and essentially most of the things are the same, but the calcium is in there and, and you know, those phosphorus, potassium and stuff, and really not much nitrogen at all because nitrogen's lost in the processing, you know. Carbon. But the carbon will take care of the, the nitrogen-fixing bacteria that should take care of the nitrogen mm. requirements, you know. Guys, so it's so deep. Yeah. I hope this doesn't go over y'all's heads. But dude, what fascinates me with this is the fact that it's it's not just that basic fertilizer. It comes from plants. Like you're you you're you know, you're reusing this yard waste and it's just like Yeah. Man, like you're blending so carbon pure for you guys who don't know, David's like sells soil, right? You sell yeah. you, you <laughs> yeah, but is that soil, safe yeah. to say? And carbon pure is like this new fertilizer, yeah. but it looks like soil. It's yeah. black, like you said, with carbon. Right. And it's just like, we should you be using those inputs so we're yeah. not killing our coral reefs, you know? Yeah. But it's just so important, guys, you know? Yeah, that's what we have to do. We have to change. We, we have to change. And the good thing is that the young people are really beginning to understand that. And even the older people are understanding yeah. that because I, I was at a garden, I was speaking at a garden society the other day. And, and there was a phenomenon, every time I speak to these, whether it's, you know, uh, you know, all ages of people, they just go, they just go bonkers on this because they say, <laughs> yeah. you know, I didn't know that. I didn't know that I could get this thing. And, and, you know, there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of things out there that are organic fertilizers, but you have to be really careful because if it's made from an animal waste and you're going to use, that's why it's important for me to mention this, is that if you're going to use it for, uh, on a garden mm. that you're growing vegetables on, you have to be really careful about that because there's something that that, that animal waste that can carry, that can create something that can make you very sick you know and Even so that's if it's like pasteurized like these products that we get to I, yeah you wouldn't I, you very yeah. i'm very distrusting in that because you know pasteurization can always become yeah. it, it can be you know if, if you rush something or you don't put it through the right processes and that's all it's it takes is a little bit and yeah. then and and then you know it happens and people get the you know the, yeah. the it's it's recalled and because people have gotten very very sick and died from it so but so i just facility, say that you don't need it yeah it's hard to interrupt man but your facility it smells like soil probably like like a yeah, forest you know, yeah it smells like it smells like it smells like mulch you know or or, or compost you know it and, just has a clean smell to yeah, it you know, i think yeah and, uh, man but um yeah so dude it's it's really good stuff yeah it inspires me a lot yeah um is there anything else you want to share man i, I want to ask you so many more questions about uh your facility and what you do but well is it, there it, anything it, that people should know anything um I think I covered a lot, you know. I mean, I could go on forever <laughs> yeah. here, you know, talking about stuff. But uh, there was like twenty clips in there of like gold, man. Yeah. About like, the soil, if yeah. What was that FDR quote you said? Yeah, the country that destroys its soil destroys itself. <sighs> country destroys its soil destroys let's itself. From, let's learn from that one. And that, man. and that's you know, that, sure. that's basically. I mean, we have to. Um, 
you know, change, you know, to do that and, and you know, get the big, you know, the big fertilizer companies can be doing this. They can integrate this into their system of supplying fertilizers, you know. We can do that, you know. I've talked to some of those big people and I've, I've indicated to them that we can do this, that we can integrate what we have into what you're doing. And over, you know, over time you can start to phase out or follow, you know, do this as, you know, because it's always hard to change everything over overnight. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? It it's just like they, like they want to change to all electric cars, but how do you change to all electric cars? You put all these people out of business that are all associated with yeah. with uh, you know the uh, new you know, technology. There won't be a Wawa around yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> new, it takes decades. It takes right. a long time, and that you can't just you, you just can't somewhere. throw everything over in one one swoop. But if we can yeah. start. You know, over the next hundred years, we can tr- really, truly change the way that this this uh, country does, the way that it eats, and the way because everybody wants mm. safer food. Everybody wants doesn't want to worry about the chemicals that's in their food. You know, that, we talk about that. It doesn't matter what party you're affiliated with. We all want clean water, man. Yeah, it's not part. It's not a partisan. Yeah, issue. We want healthy food too. We don't want to have to worry about yeah, that stuff. We shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't have to worry about us buying food that in other countries they, they ban it, you know. Well, I mean, even Canada bans certain number of our foods, you know. And so it doesn't make sense that we should be feeding it to our people at the same time. There's no need mm-hmm. for that when you can produce natural things. Yeah, it's so key. I mean, how could people uh, like get your soil or like be a part of this if they are a big company, they want to make change? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you go to our website, uh, www.universalbiocarbon.com, and you can kind of see the whole story on there, a, little, a lot of it. There's a lot of the okay. story that's on there, a lot of about what's going on with we'll it. We'll put it below. And you can, buy, sure. you can buy the, the, um, the carbon pure in uh, one-gallon buckets and five-gallon buckets. You can buy it, which are a pretty good way that you can use it because it, it, it works good on orchids. That's another interesting – that's one inter- more interesting thing is that carbon pure will work on any plants. Any plants. I mean, we have people that use it on orchids and they say the orchids never stop blooming. And there's like, and so that's the thing is that, you know, it doesn't, it's not so selective for the plant, this plant or that plant. You don't need a different formula for this one or that one. You just give them everything and you just say, hey, you know, the plant, you choose what you want. You know what I mean? And uh, and that, and that's kind of like the way that you you know that the carbon pure since it's made up of all the, the the micronutrients that's in plants, it then it it gives that array of plants for plants to be able to utilize it that it needs. So, but if you can go on there, you can order bulk, you can order do things. So we're setting up a lot of dealers uh, that can order where you want a smaller quantity, you know, two yards, five yards, ten yards, or something like that. But I think if you call us, you know, we'll we'll be able to get you somehow. We can figure out how to get you the product that you need, you know. And uh, and if you're putting in a garden bed, you should be using our product for sure. You know, right you're going to be growing. We're going to get and, on it. Trial this season. Yeah. Man. Heck yeah. 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 David, you're the man. All right. I can't wait to have you again. Let's yeah. let's do this again, man. This yeah, is... we'll have some other things to talk about. Heck Something, yeah. yeah, there's a lot to talk about. Never ending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you. All See right. you guys next time.